0: Brought to you by Runtogold.com, the premier source for monetary science applied to geopolitical, international, and economic financial news and events. Hello, and welcome back to the 30th episode of the Runtogold.com podcast. I'd like to start off with a simple uh, advertisement for the book, The Great Credit Contraction. I got this email from William Ward on the 20th of March. Trace, I purchased The Great Credit Contraction last night and stayed up past 3 a.m. reading it. It was worth every penny. Thanks for writing a much-needed book. Best regards, William. And I've actually uh, talked with William in the past, and he's been a long-time reader of the site for several months now, and so it's glad to see that a long-time reader uh, purchased the book and that they found it valuable and useful. And it's also nice being able to instantly download it like that. Well anyways, on to the main topic for today, civil unrest in Thailand. Uh, If you read the article, I talked about how there have been parties uh, springing up all over the place. In London, there were massive riots uh, for the G20 meeting. There have been civil unrest in Greece, China, Iceland, Ireland, Canada, and even the United States is having uh, tea parties. The Association for Southeast Asian Nations, or Asian, scheduled a summit on the 12th of April in Bangkok and Pattaya, Thailand, but a lot of protesters showed up and actually forced an evacuation via helicopter out of the hotel that the summit was being held in. Now, this is important because Bangkok is a center for trade in East Asia. And so the geopolitical ramifications of this are, are quite uh, severe because a lot of the nations there in Asia might retract some of their dealings with Thailand if they don't feel that things are safe there, if it's not a place, safe place to invest. Because uh, Bangkok and Singapore, uh, they compete for a lot uh, regarding the trade, and Singapore uh, seems to have a lot, of, a lot more stability. So the geopolitics that are going on there very important I also got a comment from uh, one of the readers and she's actually half Thai and had a little bit to say about the CIA actually implementing this revolution against the currently elected Thai government and this would not be unheard of because the U.S. likes to meddle in uh, foreign policy <laughs> all over the world. We have military bases in 76% of the countries of the world, and we've implement we, we've installed dictators and overth- overthrown elected leaders. The U.S. has in in many countries. Installed Pinochet down in Chile, the military dictatorship in Argentina. Uh, we've got President Chávez over in. Georgia right now, and, you know, we're propping him up despite his attempt to attack some of the secessionist movements, and so really what we're seeing here is we're seeing a rebelling against uh, the U.S. empire, the global U.S. empire, and the gold price has a lot to do with signaling these warning signs for people. I call it the thermometer of nations. And this is because currencies are now merely illusions, so they function like the common stock of nations. Uh, Like common stock, the value of it is derived mainly from future earnings. So with the U.S. government, you've got the top line, which tomorrow is tax day, so people will be sending in their money. And then you've got your expenses, and Obama, he likes to spend way more than the government earns, and so you end up with a large deficit. Uh, about $1.75 trillion. Uh, You compound that with a lot of uh, debt on the balance sheet and very little assets, and you don't get much owner's equity. So there's $100 trillion of contingent liabilities, unfunded liabilities to Medicare and Medicaid and things like that with the U.S. And so really, the U.S. is trying to maintain an empire abroad and tyranny at home while uh, their share price is sinking. And so how fast the share price will evaporate, we don't really know. We do know that, the, that there are very deep tentacles. The U.S. has deep tentacles all over the world. But as unemployment mounts worldwide, and as the political leaders of all the nations, especially Obama, continue to intentionally exacerbate this greater depression, the confidence in the system begins to wane. And what happens when this belief in the system fades? You know, what happens when the middle class decides, you know what, I'd rather just uh, collect my welfare debit card than produce a job as an entrepreneur. You know, I'll just uh, shrug. And so Atlas shrugs, that's what happens, because really these governments are just advanced forms of human livestock management and they treat their citizens as cows. And so, you know, the cow can get depressed if they don't have the freedom to do what they want to do, if they can't make the money they want to make. And largely, if the the contract, you know, the cow produces milk and some of the cows produce meat by going over to wars or whatever, uh, the cows, if they don't feel that the contract's very good, then they just kind of give up, and they stop producing milk and meat. That's what seems to be happening, is the, the, the American livestock seems to be losing faith and belief in the system, and consequently the machine will just grind to a halt. Because the machine needs dedicated and educated and motivated people to do the actual work. And when those people rapidly begin losing faith in the system, perhaps... They're one of the 700,000 that have been laid off each month for the last five consecutive months. I mean, that's three and a half million people. Let's put that in perspective. It's the number of all the police officers in the United States, or it's all the employed people in Ohio, which is the seventh largest state in the United States. So these people are losing faith in the system very quickly. It's just evaporating because after all that's that's what happens the system doesn't collapse it evaporates and this faith in the system's evaporating because the common stock of nations is is evaporating their currency their common stock uh, because their top lines can't support the middle lines and so the bottom lines are turning negative at a rapid pace and people are are beginning to to awaken from this derivative illusion and realize that man my country's just broke i'm not going to get anything out of social security and my pension with gm is going to become worthless or close to worthless because they're just going to they're just going to go through bankruptcy and put it into the pension benefit guarantee corporation and then it's going to get get hacked and slashed 40 or, or 50 or even more percent. So there are a lot of dissatisfied people that are waking up from this derivative illusion. And so we have tax revolts coming, most likely, and other civil unrest, particularly in the U.S., as as conditions continue to deteriorate. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. There are some things that we can do to to protect ourselves, Make sure that you're, uh, location independent, you know, you can catch the last plane out of wherever you, you might be and go somewhere else, uh, should you need to, uh, that last plane account, where do you go, how do you maintain your standard of living, just have a contingency plan in place. It's good to have three months worth of food on hand so that should there be some type of disruption, uh... Like a hurricane or an earthquake or a trucker strike or a contraction of credit, where the truckers can't get get, get money for gasoline, so they just have to park their trucks up at the Golden Acorn, uh, which is a which is a big uh, truck stop between San Diego and Phoenix. You know, a lot of trucks are just parked up there. They're not even they're not even driving because they can't make any money and they can't get any credit to buy the fuel. So. As the system evaporates, what we take for granted, we take these complex systems that we have for granted, uh, especially our food distribution system. You know, we've got, we've got people in charge of our monetary system that think that they can make everything better by just pushing the zero on the computer. And the truth of the matter is that you can't push a zero on a computer and have food appear in the supermarket and that's why our monetary system is so important because it allows us to perform these mental calculations of value and gold and silver they require truth they do not require confidence they do not require trust because they are value in themselves and I talk about this this in depth in the first chapter of the great credit contraction the difference between money, money substitutes and illusions all three of which can be currency and because we've been using illusions as currency for so long and now that misplaced confidence in an illusion is being lost and they're and they're abusing it who knows how this is going to play out because we've built such large complex systems with these illusions and and you know when somebody's hungry, that's not an illusion. When somebody can't get food in the supermarket, that's not an illusion. And when you've made all your mental calculations of value and all your, your allocations of capital, like buying a, a semi-truck, for example, in order to, to move food from the farm to the supermarket, when you perform that calculation of value using an illusion that has no definition, then you can't, you can't rationally allocate capital because you can't accurately measure Uh, by analogy, it would be like a monkey who has to climb a tree to get a banana, and they don't know how many calories the banana yields or how many calories it takes to climb the tree. So when we use an illusion, we can't perform mental calculations of value of how much energy uh, a particular activity yields and how much energy a particular good or service or product uh, gives us. And so we have all these huge complex systems, where we haven't even performed these basic calculations to determine whether or not we should even climb and pick and eat the banana. And who knows how this is going to play out. Uh, we just know it's going to be really ugly. And unfortunately, the United States is not very well prepared for this because they they don't go through this on a regular basis like other countries like Argentina or uh, Eastern Europe, Czechoslovakia, you know, places like that. And Iceland right now is right in the midst of it, and it's really bad there. And a third of the people are considering immigrating. But, you know, a third of America can't immigrate. That's 130 million people. And where would they go? <laughs> and so uh, you can't bail out the world. I mean, this this problem is just really large. You can't bail out the world and you can't rely on your government because all they're going to do is, is steal from the productive members of society to bail out the unproductive members of society. So really you have to, to figure out what you and your family are going to do to protect yourselves and your assets. And you know I give some advice on the site but really you have to, you have to take stock of the situation assess the risk yourself, come up with your own contingency plan, and and hopefully we'll be able to uh, get ourselves through this. But, you know, the grasshopper, they starve during the winter, so hopefully you can be an ant. Even though the ants are getting punished, I think that we can still uh, order our lives and our, our, our capital investments and our investments in ways that we can... Uh, hopefully survive through this. Anyways, that's a little bit about civil unrest and its potential to come to the United States as the system continues to collapse. Uh, and really, it just evaporates because that trust is lost in something which never should have had it to begin with. So I'd encourage you to pick up a copy of the Great Credit Contraction and really get the general road roadmap and context for what is going on, because this is really, really big, and it's only just begun. And I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised with the book and the purchase. Anyways, this has been the 30th episode of the RunToGold.com podcast. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. You've been listening to the RunToGold.com podcast, the premier source for applied monetary science on the web.